Hi, you're listening to Comentiera Podcast. I'm Mana. I'm Cecilia, and we're your hosts. So today we have Dion from Fresno State. She's running for ASI president. She is Miss Jackson, all about that action. So <laughs> we wanted to promote her. We wanted to give her a platform so she could talk a little bit more about what she's yes. doing. So um, if you want to tell us a little bit about yourself. Yes. Hi, okay. So yeah, like they mentioned, my name is Dion Jackson. Um, so I'm a third year here at Fresno State. I major in psychology. Um, I double minor in criminology and political science. Um, I'm a military kid, so I've pretty much been traveling um, every two years of my life. I moved to different schools. Um, we moved mainly between California, Texas, and Florida. Um, and I also spent the first two years of my life in Japan. So I've pretty much seen, oh, wow. like... Oh, that's cool. That's yeah, dope. No, it's crazy. Like, <laughs> I can't speak any Japanese, but I can definitely, like, use some chopsticks. So. Oh, <laughs> yeah, no, I don't have that skill. <laughs> no, yeah, I could definitely, like, I could definitely use some chopsticks. Um, but I feel like because I've, you know, been blessed to be a Navy brat, like, to travel around to these different communities, like, per- to pretty much see the entire United States, I've seen so many different communities and just how they function, like, from the most well-off to the the most underfunded, like underrepresented communities, um, and I know at the end of the day, like the most important thing is love, mm-hmm. is practicing love, preaching yeah. love, giving love, sending love, receiving it. So yeah, yeah, that, that's definitely important. Yeah. So, um, like I remember you talked about the way you moved around a lot, and I just wanted to know a little bit more about maybe what does Fresno State or Fresno in general like motivate you to want to run for ASI like why Fresno (laughs) kind of (laughs) okay so yeah so um the reason why I came to Fresno State was actually it's kind of an odd story um so I actually um because I'm a military kid I got uh like fee waivers Mm -hmm. to apply to schools um and I have a twin brother uh he currently is at Azusa Pacific but at the time he was being um kind of like he was talking to the coaches at Fresno State um, sort of like a recruitment thing, and at the time we thought he was going to come here. Mm-hmm. Um, I had applied to 13 different schools, and I'd gotten into 11 of them, and I was originally supposed to go to Penn State, um, but the tuition was like 50000 a year. Um, and then like my next choice was Duke, but I got waitlisted, so I was like, man, I don't know what I'm going to do. Mm-hmm. And then my dad came to me, and he was like, see, you could either go to Penn State and, you know, like cost me 50000 a year, Or, you know, you could look at Fresno State where your twin brother is probably going to end up Mm -hmm. and like, you know, you'll be able to use a California like veterans fee waiver um, and, you know, save money. So obviously, like with having that conversation, it was very clear what I was going to do. So the first time I came to Fresno State was actually dog days. Um, That was like my first exposure. And honestly, like I felt so alone. I didn't feel like represented whatsoever. I didn't want to make any friends. Like I just wanted to finish my four years and go. Yeah. Um, But like as I actually started to come to school and get exposed to just the way that everything works, I got very, very involved with just like everything that the black community had been working on Mm -hmm. and the activists that were, you know, really popular at the time because that was when Mm -hmm. Black Lives Matter was like really like on its way up. So I was seeing all this stuff and I was like, man, like this is something that I want to be a part of because I've always been someone who is really into civil, like civic, civil advocacy and Mm -hmm. public servitude um, since a young age. So from there, I got really involved like with the office that I work at right now, Outreach and Special Programs. I actually hosted and planned um, like the middle school and high school African-American Student Success Conference. I worked with foster youth populations. I was on the planning committee and I coordinated um, that uh, Renaissance Scholars um, Conference that was for the middle schoolers and the high schoolers for two years. And from there, like from the work that I started doing with Black Students United, which is an organization on campus and NAACP, mm-hmm. National Association for the Advancement of Colored People, the 17 AI unit, um, I just knew that this was really something that was a calling for me. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and from there, like after we helped with the midterm election uh, last semester, I was sitting there and I was thinking to myself and I was like, man, you know, like. I love, do not get me wrong, like, I love my black brothers and sisters. I love being able to advocate for the black students on this campus because mm-hmm. we are so small. Like, yeah. there's only 680, like, 88 of us. That's 2.8% oh, yeah. out of 25,000. So, like, that, that need, there needs to be a voice there. Yeah. But at the same time, the more that I started to do this work of civic engagement and of going and talking to low propensity voters, I started to realize, like, there 
obviously you're always aware that there's struggles within the different communities but to actually see it and to come face to face with it I knew that there was a serious change that Mm -hmm. needed to happen on this campus and it's like you know if not you then who and if not now then when you know Mm -hmm. like not here then where Mm -hmm. so it's like that's really how I kind of got into this election process and I have not, I've not regretted it, like, since making that decision. I'm so, I'm so happy. So, like, your first time in Fresno was on dog days? Literally. That was the first time I came to Fresno. Wow. That's the first time See. I smelled, like, the beautiful cows <laughs> and all of it. That's my first exposure. Wow. <laughs> See, we've, um, we've grown up here in the Valley all our lives. Yeah. I've never moved once. We've mm-hmm. never moved once. Yeah. Um, we travel from out of town 30 minutes from here to come to school here and so like not move like your lifestyle or the way you grew up moving is like so different yeah. from what we've yeah. grown up like we've always smelled that cow smell <laughs> that's our life right yeah. there have like we have a lot of family and farming and things like that so it's really interesting to see like someone who didn't grow up here care so much about a place like this what's crazy though is like i get like i don't want to say jealous but definitely like i become like a little green-eyed monster when i hear people say stuff like that (laughs) like when like when i have kids because like i was just gonna say when i have kids like i want to be in one place i want them (laughs) to grow up like i want them to like do the little etch marks like on the wall as they grow like to really be able to say like this is where my whole family is like these are my this is my home like this is my home right because like for me it's like i've had to create a home literally every place Mm -hmm. i go you know what i mean i want my kids to be able to say like this is it. Like, mm-hmm. I know that this is a place I can always come back to. Right. Yeah, definitely. So that's, that's really cool that you guys yeah. have that. Yeah. <laughs> that. yeah, it's just completely different. I, was, I forgot what I was going to say. <laughs> Sorry. I th- it's okay. I think it was something like, um, oh, I've heard a lot of people, even people who've always lived here or people who, like, just moved here, they hate Fresno, and it bothers me. It bothers mm-hmm. me so much because I feel like we're not this rinky-dinky little school. We're not this rinky-dinky little town. We're, like pretty big compared to other towns around us besides like LA, San Francisco, and Sacramento. Like we're the next biggest Fresno. Fifth largest city. Exactly. Mm -hmm. So I just think like the love that you have for Fresno and Fresno State is like something that we share. And I think it's really great like that you're just trying to improve on being more inclusive and growing, not necessarily like taking away or dissing how it is it's just like okay this is what we have this is what we want. let's make it better yeah let's make it better yeah um so i kind of wanted to know well you spoke already a little bit about why you're running but um a few issues that have come up when because we went to the debate mm-hmm. were things like did the, you guys like it yeah mm-hmm. it was cool yeah. it, and also honestly like, i didn't even know that we were having elections. I didn't even, oh, really? I didn't even Girl, know. Girl, do you not read your email? <laughs> yeah. So that I debate like was helpful then, huh? I got like emails like unread. Sis, I have like close to 1,200. <laughs> yeah. Dude, like, like, yeah. I, I read all of the emails. I'm like, okay, this is coming up. And the thing is, um, this is my third or second year here at State. And I barely this year have gotten like this involved. Mm. Like I joined a club. I've joined, like I did the podcast cast we started the podcast like i've been trying to work a lot more on volunteering and doing all this stuff and i feel like i wish i would have done this sooner but i maybe that just wasn't my time and so i'm glad that i have one more year hopefully and then i've been thinking about graduate school and hopefully if i stay here like i just have these plans that i want to just stay involved and keep growing with fresno state and it's all about it's all about manifestation it's all about affirmation like yeah it's like what you're saying like it just wasn't it wasn't your time yet like it's like everything you're meant to do in the moment you're doing right now yeah you know what i mean like yeah, exactly. it's all gonna fall into place so yeah you're, you're on track you're so great. with the debate i thought it was really cool because i've never been to a asi presidential debate so that was my first one so that i don't know first one too. okay that was <laughs> i don't know what the last ones looked like but i saw you um, you're African American. We saw um, your running running mates, or how do you say it? like the people that I'm slating with, or those no. that I'm running against? Against. R- running yeah. against. Well, I don't like to use the term running against, against. against. right? Yeah, or um, running running with? alongside alongside. Yeah, I yeah. guess okay. like if that's how you so want to say it. So we had like um, a lot of people from different cultures yeah. and different backgrounds. Oh yeah, it's very Which diverse. I was like, mm-hmm. that is so good. Yeah. Like 
this is going to be a tough race, yeah. I think, just because everyone has their own personality, their own background, and their own... Like, everyone can see themselves, themselves. up there. Yeah, yeah. You know? exactly. Or at least most people. It's like, that's yeah, what you want, people. though. Yeah, you know what exactly. I mean? like, yeah. I, I'm honestly so excited with the amount of people that we have running just in general. Mm-hmm. I think this is the largest, like, turnout of people, like, submitting their name into candidacy that we've had in a, in a minute. Wow. But well, it's, that, like, on top that of that, That kind like, of means that things have to change. Yeah, yeah. it does. So or people themselves are feeling the need for change yeah Yeah. which is like it's important that they know that there's a space for them Mm -hmm. in order you know to make that happen but it's like even with the amount of people we have running for president like there's five individuals running in total like when you just have the conversations with them like you can tell that this is near and dear you know Mm -hmm. what i mean like i'm i'm grateful for the people that i'm like running alongside because one it's a challenge to really be able to sit there and ask myself like okay, what am I passionate about mm-hmm. and how am I how am I going to stick to that mm-hmm. and how am I going to articulate myself right. but still create a safe space where everyone knows that their voice still matters, mm-hmm. right? Because, like, I'm big on saying that this is not a competition because at the end of the day, like, what I'm doing now, I've been doing with the NAACP. I've been doing with BSU on campus. Like, I'm going to continue to do as an individual, mm-hmm. like, even if I don't have those organizations mm-hmm. in my life. Like, this is, like, this is a calling. This is like, who you are. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Like, to help people is genuinely something that I wanted to do since I was, like, and 12. And I think we could see that, especially during the debate. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I've noticed that, like, you needed more time to explain yeah. what you wanted to get done. Yeah. And I, Like, I felt what like, is it, two minutes? That's not enough. Yeah, that's nothing. <laughs> and I just felt like it was shocking to me that everybody had finished within their time for the most part. And you weren't done. I was like... This girl's not done. She needs more time. Like, we're going to give her more time. Yeah. I was really, like, channeling my Maxine Waters for that because, like, they kept saying time, time. And I was like, okay, I'm just going to reclaim it and take, like, an extra 15 seconds to just finish my sentence. Yeah, like, Like, wrap it up nicely in a little bow. Yeah. Yeah. You did a really good job. And I think everyone else did a really good job. Like, I don't know if I would be able to be up there in that type of position. And it's different from the other side of the table, too, like... I don't know, like, if you if you would have seen it from our perspective, like, especially when we first started, like, everybody was, like, like yeah. so nervous. Like, we were all just like, ah, like, man. And then I had just come from a work event, so, like, I was rushing, like, I was flustered, I was sweating, and I thought, like, my skin was going to look so bad on the video. But it actually looked like it was glowing, so that was nice. Like, God really had me right there, so. Where could people find that video is it up on youtube or something it's um it's on the collegians facebook page okay because i was trying to look for it and i couldn't find it so like if you like search literally like go to facebook and look up fs collegian that's okay it'll be there so if you missed the debate and you want to watch it that's where you need to go so that way uh voting starts tomorrow so if you still don't know who maybe you want to vote for go ahead and watch that video so that way you know what you're going to be voting for. You're going to vote for someone who represents you the most. Yeah, just Whether get or not it's... Yeah, so we have um, Val Vang, Christopher Rodriguez, Omar Hernandez, Dion Jackson, <laughs> Eric Sanchez, Matias? Yeah, I think so. I'm bad with names. You can also check out the paper, too. The Collegian just uh, released another um, edition. So, like, if you open it up, I have, like, a bunch of copies because, like, I want to send some to my mom so that way she can be proud of me. Um, but, like, if you open it I'm up... I'm sure she's proud. I hope so. <laughs> this is, like, actually, like, I, I know we're getting really off topic, but this is honestly, like, my 21st, like, year because my birthday was March 4th, like, Ooh, this happy year. Happy belated birthday. Thank you yeah, so much. I've honestly had, like, the best time. So, if um, you win, you can have a drink. <laughs> well, you I mean, one. We'll, probably, we'll probably be drinking a lot of water and coffee because, like, that, the work starts immediately. Yeah. Um, yeah. But, like, my mom had me when she was 21, and she had, or me and my twin brother when she was 21. She had my older sister when she was 18. So, like, with us getting him, she had my little brother when she was 28. So, like, that one's kind of, like, you know, in the mm-hmm. range. Yeah. But, like, for us to turn 21 really meant that my family had overcome overcome a milestone. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, yeah. we would really beat teen pregnancy. We really yeah. beat, like, mm-hmm. that early stuff. The and, generational. Like, right. Exactly. And it, that was so big for my family because both of my parents are from Chicago. My dad's from the South Side, which is, like, that's, like, considered the ghetto or the slums. Like, mm-hmm. my mom, she's from Harvey, which is, like, more of, like, uh, suburbs. But, you know, like, it's still Chicago. So, like, for them to make it out, 
they just bought a house like a year ago like they they have they have three kids in college or two now my sister just graduated last year with three degrees if i may say Damn. like and then like me and my brother made it to our 21st and he has two aas like all the stuff that I've been able to do with like the NAACP, mm-hmm. like this is really truly a year of celebration. You guys are awesome. Like yeah. we're we're overcoming stigmas every day. Yeah. Like just like all the other Fresno State students out there. But yeah, um, if you guys want to check out the Collegian, um, they just released a newspaper today. Uh, there's quick bios on all of the candidates that are running, and then there's like our pictures and everything. So if you want to know more before elections start, like or if you haven't picked up a paper yet, definitely check it out. Um. So going back to kind of like the debate they talked about the free speech area and sustainability we talked a little bit already Mm -hmm. about diversity maybe um do you want to maybe talk a little bit about how you feel in terms of the free speech area and lately for those who haven't been on fresno state campus um the past like maybe two weeks ago Mm -hmm. there were a lot of groups on campus that kind of um, were voicing their opinions quite loudly. Mm-hmm. And, and in some, your face. Yeah, some people found it very disrespectful, which is completely understandable. So the, the free speech area is a very hot topic mm-hmm. on Fresno State. Nowadays. Yeah, since we have a lot of different groups. And that's okay. And we want to know what you think about that. Maybe uh, just address it so that way people know a little bit more about what you think yeah um so i guess the first thing that i want to say is like free speech is not just in the quote-unquote free speech area right Mm -hmm. so free speech is literally the entire fresno state university everything with fresno state's name on it is free speech right um because we're public we're a publicly funded university Mm -hmm. so you can never have your rights infringed upon you can never have anyone tell you that you know, you're not allowed to to voice yourself, Mm -hmm. to stand up for yourself, or to stand up for what you believe in, or what you find your passions in. That's the first thing that I always like to start off with telling people. Um, So, like, if you or a club or anyone just has something that you want to, like, get off your chest, has something you want to get off your chest, like, you can do it anywhere. You're not constricted to a platform just because it's a platform in in the middle of a walkway, you know what Mm -hmm. I mean? That's number one. Um, Secondly, I feel like with those groups coming onto campus, I made sure that with the um, uh, pro-life group that came out and they had the pictures up of all the abortions, right? Yeah. That was out there. Like, I made sure that I was up there and, like, me and all of those people were engaging in a conversation. Mm-hmm. Um, I made sure that when the Hellfire Preachers came that I was there and we were engaging in a conversation. And when... Um, the frontline guy, I forget his name, but front, I think it's like Frontline America um, and Turning Point, which is a, a group that's trying to become an organization on campus that's extremely like conservative when they were here, I was I was right there. Mm-hmm. Because one thing I know is Fresno State, where um, we're, we're actually a pretty moderate university. Like we kind of go both ways yeah. with a lot of things. Like our, well, our students. I think that's a good representation of what the valley is. Yeah. Because you have um, your younger generation probably is more liberal, whereas you have a lot of farmers, you have a lot of different types of people here on, not yeah. only on campus, but in town. And so if Fresno State is like a little bit everywhere, that's just because that's what Fresno's like. Yeah, and it's like, with that, my intention with being there when those groups are talking, because I'm out there whenever a group is out there, but I was very specific with these specific, with these groups um, in particular because I know that for a lot of our student body, that touches a soft spot. Like, yeah. That makes them uncomfortable. Like When you, as a woman, whether you've had an abortion or not, walk through campus and you see pictures of like, dead babies just yeah. up like that's going to be triggering for you yeah. you know what i mean like especially when we have young kids on campus that are going through and like getting tours and stuff yeah or like, even like people who yell at you because you're wearing shorts right like or, the hellfire features yeah. like because like uh i know that there was a couple of like faculty and staff member on staff members on campus like when they were walking through free speech at the time like one of the hellfire preachers like kept shouting out like if if you right now are wearing red pants then you're a whore and, like, that's our faculty and staff. Like, people that are genuinely yeah. trying to teach us, yeah. give us education, make sure our university is running smoothly. Like, I've had, like, black students tell me that they've been called the N-word by those preachers. You know what I mean? Like, just so many, like, like derogatory terms to our LGBTQ folks on mm-hmm. campus. Like, um, And then when you talk about, like, uh, the guy who was here wearing the ice hat and, like, the con- extremely conservative groups that were here mm-hmm. talking about, like, using the terms illegal immigrants. So, um, like, can, we, can we talk a little bit more about that day because I want to say 
if let me know if I'm wrong, but that was the same day that we were having our Cesar Chavez. Yeah, it was that day. Like, yeah, so I, that day kind of touched my heart. I was just like, why? Why today? Why do you have to be on campus today? I understand, like, you have the They were on campus that day for a reason. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was intentional. Exactly, exactly, I know. And I understand, like, you have the right to speak your mind, that's fine, but it's, there's this line where you cross, like, the disrespect was just, it was there, and it was meant to be there, and I just think that, that, for them to be right outside the library, because we, um, it was kind of rainy, so we went up, up inside the library, and so when we walked out, we just had that crowd right there, Yeah. and so it was really hard to, like, okay, we're trying to talk and have a celebration of someone's life of what they've done Uh like this it's for our community yeah exactly and then to have that group there it was just like damn why like (laughs) it's just rude i don't even care what it is you have to say just say it on a different day like that was rough but i just yeah it's something that i think a lot of students on campus do care about so like i guess to to like wrap it all up into one and like answer all the questions that like you 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 both you know posed. Um, the way that I feel with them being here is like I think that the dialogue is important to have. Yeah, I think definitely. I think it's important for us to engage in those conversations because it allows us to check our own moralities, right? Yep. To figure out what we stand for and believe in as people, as a community, and as you know an entire campus. Mm-hmm. And one thing that like. I was very quick to say with all those groups is that, you know, Bulldog Pride is not just Valley. It's not just in the Valley. Bulldog Pride is nationwide. Mm-hmm. Like, what the, the, the pride that you see for Fresno State extends well beyond what happens in the middle of California. So with that being said, that represents a very diverse group of people. And I want everyone to feel safe having a conversation, which is why I'm there. Because I know that if, I, if we have, right, our 500 to 700 DACA recipients on this campus, mm-hmm. if they see a man wearing an ice hat sitting in front of the library, that immediately is a trigger for them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But if they see them engaging in a dialogue and they know that that person is not focused on them, regardless of what their intention is, that might make them feel a little safer. Mm-hmm. So my goal is not to push any one group away. My goal is just to let students know that I will always be that buffer, regardless of if I'm elected or not. Because I, I do believe in, in a, a protected safe dialogue but mm-hmm. I don't believe in the attacking part yeah um, and then with what you were saying um, I know that it was an intentional it was intentional for them to be there on that day because yeah. I went back and I watched Frontline's like actual uh, like uh, like video recording mm-hmm. that they did their Facebook live and that was the first thing that they said they were doing yeah and they were like they moved it upstairs to the library so that way we couldn't like be a part of it but really it's because it was raining you know what yeah. I mean so it's like well even yeah to me it's like even if it wasn't raining, it was the right move because yeah. Yeah. we have, we need we that have the right to take our space and yeah. make it safer for those who wanted it to attend right. because to a certain extent it was like, okay, they were following us with signs and it was just like, okay, this needs to stop. Like if you guys want to be over there, then fine, be over there. But it was like, oh, I just hope no one starts fighting and luckily no one did. I saw people engaging in conversations. I don't think anything violent happened. So as long as it's non-violent, then it's... And the student safety is not at risk. Then that's all we could really ask for. And as long as people are having these conversations, are trying to understand each other and to understand, like, this is where I come from or this is what I believe and here's why, then it's a a step forward, a small step forward, but still you know one in the right direction yeah Yeah, exactly and i feel like you know like separate from my own beliefs one thing that i'm very big on pushing is having that constructive dialogue Mm -hmm. is making sure that everyone feels safe being able to state their opinion like for example like just going off of this case they kept saying illegals 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 and it's like for me you know what I mean? Like, that's one thing that kind of bothers me because you could just say undocumented mm-hmm. or you could say dreamer. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Yeah. Like, there are neutral terms that can be used just like with any group that's ever been like, you know, pushed under a microscope. Mm-hmm. There's always neutral terms that can be used in order for us to engage in that constructive dialogue. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I don't know, like with, with those groups coming, 
I feel like one, it really did show just how much student pride we had. Yeah. Because there was very large groups of students out there being being very frank. We're here standing together mm-hmm. and, and letting you know that like we're going to control the dialogue. If you're going yeah. to come onto our campus, understand that this is this is going to be our dialogue, mm-hmm. um, which I really love to see. I really did love to see. Um, and then I think you asked me about like why they were there, like of all days, why did they have to be yeah, there on Caesar I, Chavez Day? I knew it was. Be- it was. It was. We know it's planned. Yeah, yeah, it was definitely intentional. Planned. So, yeah. but what I can say is like if you genuinely had an issue with it, ASI has Senate meetings every other Wednesday. Coincidentally, um, there's going to be a Senate meeting this Wednesday from four to six in USU 314, Mm -hmm. Um, and there's a public comment at the very beginning. So if you like feel that you were attacked or your voice was taken away in any way, um, just as like the, if the conservatives felt like they were extremely attacked or, you know, like their voice was taken out of context in any way, go there, express your concerns to them. Like really, because that's what they're doing. Is it every week Wednesday? So there's meetings every Wednesday, but I know for sure the ASI like Senate itself meets bi-weekly. Okay. So there for sure will be a meeting this Wednesday. Okay. From four to six. We didn't even touch in the beginning just touch real quick what what's ASI like I completely forgot to mention that oh, yeah. for for those <laughs> those people who may not know what ASI is or you know that's it, probably an important thing to do yeah <laughs> <laughs> we yeah. should have done that in the beginning yeah. that's okay <laughs> so um ASI is our Associated Student Body um, Incorporated, or Associated Students Incorporated. Not, I keep adding body because it just sounds <laughs> nice. I don't know. So Associated uh, Students Incorporated, um, that is our student body government here on Fresno State's campus. Um, they represent us. Yeah, so they, repre- they represent the students. So there are senators that will represent each of the colleges. Uh, there are senators, for example, that represent different organizations. So like Greek, um, general like club and organization affairs. We have like parking and safety. Mm-hmm. Um, we have like uh, athletics, which extends into uh, like the rec center, student rec center clubs and like uh, like sport clubs and intramurals. Like. So there's a senator for just about everything. Um, and then you also have a uh, president, um, which, you there's know. There's a, a senator for diversity? Yeah, so there's there's a senator for diversity, and there's also um, a committee for diversity, equity, and inclusion. Yeah, talking about diversity, I think I saw somewhere on some Fresno State Instagram page, it, this week is diversity week, and... Um, so if you guys, I'll try to find the Instagram page right now, so maybe we can let other people know. Yeah, that's cool. But there are going to be several events on campus. There was one, there was two today. Yeah. There was one, but it was two different. It was the ASL club, and then um, there was a cultural club that was there as well. Mm-hmm. I couldn't yeah. I couldn't catch it. So um, I was kind of a part of trying to get the a sustainability senate, on the so center. that is actually yeah. going to be on the ballot right we yeah. got that on yeah, <laughs> or you guys that. voted to get that on or the asi did and so um it was kind of difficult trying to convince um the senate i guess or the asi people to allow for it to even be on the ballot mm-hmm. so how do you how do you feel about sustainability on campus I think sustainability is very, very important. I think that when we talk about sustainability, um, you know, you always get like varying answers to mm-hmm. that. Well, sustainability is just making sure that you're keeping a consistent output, right? Mm-hmm. right? But it's like when, I feel like when we're talking about sustainability, the first thing that comes to my mind is environmental sustainability. And that's making sure that, uh, to me that translates to make sure you're taking care of your campus, mm-hmm. make sure you're not wasting, right, and saving where you can. Right. Um, so that's, like, really what comes to my mind. And I know, I remember my freshman year, I haven't really looked at, I haven't looked at the updated statistics, but I'm pretty sure it's probably around the same because, you know, change is slow, mm-hmm. but, like, conversations are fast, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. So um, during that time, um, I know we were wasting about 40% of the food that came out of the dining hall uh, was just being thrown away. And also, right now, um, there's a lot of home homelessness yeah. and hunger 11% issues, yeah. of like students within the CSU system are homeless at any given time and 42% of students within the CSU system are experiencing food insecurity mm-hmm. at any given time which means 42% of students within the CSU like literally are struggling to find their next meal mm-hmm. and when you look at specific demographics um, I got to listen to Dr. Beverly um, who oversees the basic needs initiative for the entire CSU so she works in the chancellor's office 
Um, and when she shared those statistics with us, she also like went more in depth and looked at um, the most like in need group, I guess you could say in quotations. Um, and that turned out to be black students, African-American students within the CSU. So mm. when you look at homelessness, 11% of CSU students overall will be homeless at any given time, but about 18% of black students will be homeless at any given time yeah, within well. the CSU. And when you look at food insecurity, 42% of students overall will experience food insecurity at any given time, but it's like 66% of black students wow. are experiencing some type of food insecurity at any given time. Mm-hmm. So it's like, these are these are real things that need to right. be addressed, and I feel like it all goes into sustainability, especially when we're talking about the dining hall, just how much food is being wasted. Like, students are asking for healthier, like, options that will keep them full longer Longer, you know what i mean and it's like we're not getting that yet like Mm -hmm. honestly dining hall quick plug to the dining hall did a very good job today i had like i went with elizabeth um who's ready to be like my vpex we'll talk about that later um i had a vegan jambalaya (laughs) i had a pescatarian uh tropical jamaican salad with (laughs) it was all fruit and it had red peppers with shrimp I also had a Greek salad, and, like, that wow. was vegetarian. Yeah, and then they also had vegetarian salads. And they had, like, empanadas and things like that for, like, the meat options, and then they sell the fried foods. But, like, there was just so much healthy, fresh food in there yeah. today. I was blown away because <laughs> it was not like that my freshman year. Yeah, so with sustainability, I, I agree. People do think, oh, it's environmental. Like, that's the first thing that comes to their mind. And I think the reason why we had a few people who disagreed uh, on getting a sustainability senate was because they felt like other groups needed to re- be represented before sustainability. Uh, let me know if you disagree or if you have heard a lot about that, but that's something that I saw. Um, I kind of felt like, to me, sustainability is not just the environment, but it's also the um it's also has to do with the community. It also has to do, it's a social issue mm-hmm. as well, just as much Absolutely. as it's, it is a science-y, science issue. Mm-hmm. And it's something that affects us all. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter where you live, where you come from, or um, your background. Like, we all breathe the same air. Right. And we all have to work. Let's not even talk about CO2 emissions. Because <laughs> yeah. Fresno is, like, number three for, like, the worst CO2 emissions yeah. that we have. Yeah, so... Um, I just want to let people know, like, sustainability is not just environmental right. issues. I truly believe it's something that um, it has affects everyone, and it could be a social issue as well. At yeah, least that's what I see it as. Because it's like, even when you're talking about, like, numbers of students on campus, and once again, like, this is pulling from my background of, like, specifically advocating for black voices on mm-hmm. this campus. Like, one of the things that we found when working with um, our OIE, our Office of Institutional Effectiveness, which gathers all of our data statistics on campus, is that we used to have about 1,200 black students in 2009. And then when Fresno State became impacted, like, we had to start recruiting from inside of our service area. And we found out that Fresno State was recruiting about 70% of black students from outside of our service areas mm. because they knew that they were underperforming here. Not new, but, like, that's just what the numbers show. Right. Mm-hmm. So after 2009, when we became impacted, Fresno State was mandated to recruit from inside of the service area. We went from 1,200 to 688. Mm. You know what I mean? You mentioned that at the yeah. debate, and I was yeah. just like, what? It's, it's insane. Yeah. Like, so that, to me, is a form of sustainability, and that is a social factor that you're talking about. Yeah, you know what and I mean? also... To me, when I think of like who gets to drink clean water, the people, <laughs> the people who are affected the most are those who do not have do not have those resources. Mm-hmm. So not only is it sciency or like a science issue, it's a social issue because if we're not sustainable enough, then we can't help those who need it the most, mm-hmm. which are are the our minorities, our people in the lower class, or are like do have these disadvantage and then on top of that you want to have bad air you want to give them bad water dirty water and like feedback loop yeah mm-hmm. it's, it's all insane yeah um so we also so we talked a little bit about the free speech area sustainability and i've heard you mention a lot um about how sometimes we talk about diversity but you keep mentioning that the, the diversity is there we just have to be more inclusive. Do you wanna maybe distinguish or like make that clear what you're trying to say with that? Yeah, um, so I, when I first started running, 
I was very, very big on saying like, we need more diversity, more diversity at Fresno State. But during the course of like this last month, this last, or a little less than a month, 26 days of campaigning, I have met so many different, like I've met so many different people, like Mm -hmm. so many different groups, like talked to so many different students. And what I realized is when you actually look up the definition of diversity, one, it's not just it's not just secluded to race. Like, we commonly, when we think about diversity, we think race, right? right? That's the first um, thing that pops and up. And it's, like, personally, I think that that should be one of the top things to mm-hmm. pop up because, like, that's, I feel like that's a factor that influences a lot of right. different mm-hmm. things, like, whether you want it to or not. Mm-hmm. Um, but when you really look at what diversity is, it's what major are you? Do you have a disability, right? Mm-hmm. What color is your hair? How, how did you grow up? What's your, what's your economic status, right? Um, it's a lot of different things. So Fresno State right discover discovery diversity distinction Mm -hmm. we are diverse we have twenty five thousand students we're hispanic serving institution we're part of a hispanic serving system the diversity is here right you know what i mean but But it's the level that the inclusion is right exactly the inclusion and the equity right Mm -hmm. the access to equal opportunity and resources and that's what equity is yeah okay so it's like we need more of that we need more students to feel included on this mm-hmm. campus. Like one of the first things you guys mentioned in your first podcast was that in, in a Latino community, in a Latinx community, excuse me, you don't feel like there is that sense of community, right? right? right. So it's like, we need to make sure that if we're a Hispanic serving institution, like it's like if over <laughs> 70% of our students don't feel connected, that right there should let you know that there's an issue. Yeah. yeah. So, so for whoever's listening, I just want to give a little bit of feedback maybe about um, why we started this podcast. Personally, I felt like I was so busy I couldn't join a club. I was like, I just felt like, is the club meeting today? Does this club still exist? Why haven't I gotten an email? <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. I signed up there was, for it. It was very inconsistent. Yeah, and yeah. well, that's just speaking for the clubs that I tried joining, which right. were more um, like Latinx or for the Hispanic community, mm-hmm. just because my major... It, does not include that and so i like to have a sense of like you want a sense of community exactly so um not only with like the science majors or whatever but also with my culture and my community but it's just one of those things that the (laughs) that i think would be important for other students to feel like whether or not they're in a club or if they feel like they can't join, we wanted to start this podcast so that way people who weren't able to attend clubs or didn't know if it was going to be a, cl- a club meeting this week or not, like at least they could tune in and listen to um, what we have to say on their own time. And so I just think that that's kind of how we got started. And if the clubs on campus were more inclusive and were more consistent, yeah. I think we would be able to like do a lot more better and help a lot more students here on campus. And honestly, like, I really feel like that does go right back to ASI. Like, I, I do, because we have over 300 clubs and organizations, right? See, like, I keep hearing this number of 300 or 600 or I don't it's, know. It's, how it's ma- 300. It's, okay. it's like about 317 was like the official number last semester. Okay, so I keep hearing this number and I'm like, there's no way there were 300 tables on like on the day that we do the club day. Yeah. There's no way there's 300 right. tables. So where are, where are all these clubs? Yeah. So this is like this is my. <laughs> they get lost or something. I don't. I don't know where to find them. So one of the things uh, that came out of the work that like the NAACP has done this semester is um, student involvement. Right now is currently looking to try to change the way that it works, right? Mm -hmm. Because as a club or organization on campus, you have to go through getting a campus bank account. And if you bank off campus, then there's a special way that you have to do it. So Fresno State doesn't shut down your bank account. Like in order to get an event plan, there's like one committee that you have to sit on, but that Mm -hmm. committee then goes back and talks to like five different offices just to make sure that your event is okay. Mm -hmm. And then it's like, you can use certain facilities on campus, but they're only free for a certain amount of time. But that's only if you have special precautions. So it's like, it might not be free, but at the same time- there's so much red tape. Yeah. But then it's like, also like, if you wanted to pay to use a space on campus, you could try to pull the funds out of your Fresno State bank account, but you can't. It all has to come out of your pocket. And then they'll just reimburse you with the funds that you put into your own personal bank account. Right? So there's, there's so many like- loopholes right so like really what needs to happen in order for all of those clubs and organizations to feel represented is student involvement needs to have more of a unified structure Mm -hmm. we need to be able to say okay i know that if i have a concern with my org 
I wanted to I want I need to go to this one specific place on campus in order to get it taken care of. Yeah. See, I didn't know if maybe ASI controlled whether or not um clubs were consistent because that's one thing like okay if this club exists great how often are they meeting how often are they sending out emails like how do i get on that email list all that stuff and so for me it was kind of like a struggle maybe i didn't just didn't even try hard enough but um i just felt like okay is there someone in asi that says hey club so-and-so you guys haven't met in like a month are you you guys need to meet, help them, your members. Is there something like that or no? Honestly, I would say that if we do, if you're talking about a student representative, we do have a senator that looks over like clubs and organizations. Mm -hmm. So that would be one person that is supposed to cover it. Um, also student involvement in general has mm -hmm. different offices, like different positions within it that help to make sure clubs are functioning mm -hmm. well, I guess. Um, but like I said, there needs to be more of a structure there. Yeah. Um, and if you're just having one person look at how, you know, all 300 plus clubs are operating, obviously you're going to, you're going to hit a wall eventually yeah. and it's not, it's just not going to work. Um, so, so I think like really like what needs to happen there is we just need to dedicate more time. There needs to be an app. Um, if we're going to dedicate, oh yeah. if you guys are making an app, like I kind of been debating whether or not to jump on that and like try to help out because Senate I meetings. think yeah I'm I'm gonna have to start attending Wednesdays forty six three fourteen I really want them to make an app um, but I you're a part of the NAACP and mm -hmm. I just kind of wanted to know like does that include other minorities like your main target what is your main target or who's your audience? So for the NAACP, it is the National Association for the Advancement of Colored People. Um, it was founded in, well, technically it was created in 1908 and then it was actually officially founded in 1909. Um, so it is the oldest civil rights organization in existence today. Um, one of the things that they're known for specifically is uh, when lynching got really, really bad mm -hmm. um, in their capital in Washington, D.C., every single time a black man was lynched, they would put out a, a flag that would wave that literally said a black man was lynched today. Um, so when you talk about the NAACP, um, it's definitely rooted in the civil rights movement. It's definitely rooted in, you know, the black cause and the black struggle and trying to create equal rights there. But it's like with everything black, anything that black people do in order to protect us, in order to make sure that our rights are being met, absolutely everything that's done there is meant to benefit all people of color, mm -hmm. which is exactly why through so much like through as the times have changed, right? Because you go from 1909 when black people, we were called colored folk, right? To now it's like that's to technically considered like an offensive term, right? Mm -hmm. But the NAACP as an organization, as an association decided we want to keep this name because we are inclusive of all. Like when I went to the national convention in July, we were talking about immigration. We were talking about LGBTQ plus rights. We were talking about so many different things, so many different policies that are going to affect like black people, but also people of color, right? Yeah. right? So like for our unit specifically, what I can tell you is right now we do have an all black membership, but our goal is truly to expand, our, it, truly to expand. So our unit, the 17 AI unit was started in 2012 and then it kind of fell apart in 2014. Um, and then our current president brought it back like kind of at the end, sort of the beginning of 2000 or 2017. And we've been working and building since then. Mm -hmm. So with every organization, it is a slow, right. steady process. Um, but we're always looking for new members. In fact, quick plug, we're actually uh, sponsoring memberships right now. So if you're interested in joining, uh, you can actually reach out to me. Uh, you can follow me on Instagram at A-F-R-V-D-I-T-E. Or you can just follow uh, Fresno State NAACP, uh, DM us, let us know that you're interested in joining, and we have um, a Google form that you can fill out, and we'll get your membership taken care of. Um, oh, it wow. is $10 to join. It's an annual, like, annual membership thing, thing. Yeah, mm -hmm. that you have to bring back up. But So it's for everyone? It, absolutely for everyone. Yeah. Long-winded answer, absolutely. Then I might absolutely. join that club, too. <laughs> no, please do. Please do. And we're also going to be hosting a, a nominations meeting soon. So, like, we're looking for people uh, to run for executive positions. Okay. Obviously, like, if you want to know more about what we do, mm -hmm. feel free to, like, reach out to any one of us to talk about it. Um, but we, we're definitely encouraging a diverse group of people to get involved. We need more representation in this organization because we want to talk about all of the different struggles. But one thing that we don't want to do is talk about something that we've never experienced. Right. right yeah. We want that representation in the room. Right. Yeah. 
And yeah. we, we definitely um, were working on, two trying to get more people on, mm-hmm. trying to share everyone's experiences. Mm-hmm. Different experiences. Different experiences. Because and we can only talk about our Latinx, our female experience. Yeah. We yeah. can't talk on somebody else's, you know. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Um, just to wrap things up, do you want to talk a little bit about who you're running with? Um, like, plug them, because... Yeah, that, that'd be great. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, uh, once again, really quick recap. recap. Uh, my name is Dion Jackson. I'm running for ASI president. Um, I'm also running on a slate called Students for Students uh, with three other wonderful, beautiful, amazing individuals. Elizabeth Rocha Zuniga is running to be my vice president of external affairs. Um, so that's basically the person who will be a representative of Fresno State at all of the other CSU campuses um, with uh, different like government offices or government affiliations, right? So like assembly members, um, senators within the California government, she would be the face of that. Um, and she's a very great person, very big on sustainability, very big on empowering and giving rights like to those who need it or telling them about their rights. Um, then we're also running with two people who are running to be senators at large. Um, the first one is Hisham Kitab, um, great guy, very funny, uh, very dedicated to his cause. He cares a lot about just genuinely people. He wants to make sure that everyone feels represented. He is Jordanian Palestinian too, Jordanian Palestinian, I hope I'm saying that right. Um, so he does bring another diverse background that I feel like on our campus you really don't hear about a lot. Mm-hmm, yeah. So like I think that that's very important. Um, and then we're also running with Kaylee O'Connor. Um, once again, she's running to be a senator at large. Um, she, as well as uh, Hisham, are very involved in mood court, in the debate team, mock trial. They do a lot of traveling. Um, she's in Camp Kesem as well, and that's like a very, very big passion for her. Um, so yeah, we're a very diverse group. Um, we're one of the biggest things that we're running for is inclusivity, representing the underrepresented, um, which I feel like we talked a lot about today. So making sure that every student feels safe coming into ASI's office, which is located in USU 316 on the third <laughs> floor of the USU, um, coming into our office and letting us know about their concerns, letting us know that they had a good day, right? Getting some free coffee, some free scantrons and blue books, um, that they're aware of resources. So our Swipe for Swipe program we have on campus, if you're struggling to find your next meal, you can find someone who lives in the dining hall and they can just swipe you in for as many times um, as you need, right? Our uh, temporary housing assistance program, you can have two weeks of uh, assist, assisted living, two weeks of temporary living within our dorm if all of a sudden you get displaced, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and that's through our health center. Um, also, we want students, you know, to feel involved, right? We want to inc- increase involvement. So how you guys are saying, like, you wanted to get involved with clubs and organizations, but it's like it fell through or you just weren't really sure when, when it was happening, we want to be able to increase that. And even if choosing, even if like individuals choose not to join clubs or organizations, we want everyone to feel safe on this campus, mm-hmm. ultimately. We want to increase that involvement and that representation. Um, so yeah, that's a little bit about our slate. Uh, you can follow us on Instagram at uh, students, double underscore four, double underscore students. Um, and we'll definitely answer all of your questions. And then really quickly, if I can, I just want to talk a little bit about NAACP um, and a campaign that we're doing this semester. It's called Dear Professors. Um, It's a letter basically that students can write to faculty or staff um, anonymously um, just or about other peers as well. Uh, We're partnering with uh, BSU on this on this endeavor, on this initiative. And basically, if you've experienced any type of discrimination um, or anything racially motivated on campus that has really just touched you to your core and something you wanna share, but you don't really know how or you don't feel safe doing it, um, if you go to Fresno State's uh, Instagram page, we have the link in our bio, you can fill out a form where you basically write a letter to your professor, like, dear professor, um, when you call me out as being the only black person in the room when talking about slavery, that makes me feel uncomfortable, right? Right, It's like something as simple as that. And just like, it's basically just writing a letter that will, um, on May 6th, when we have our NAACP luncheon, will be shared with President Castro. Um, We're gonna be giving him a nice big printed book of these student experiences. Um, So that way, you know, people feel safe. A lot of the times, like, you know, like if you go and talk to the dean or the program coordinator or sometimes even the chair, like, students don't feel like their voice is being heard yeah um and we want to try to help with that just to create a safe space um and then if i can really quickly tomorrow we're going to be doing a special screening of chicago i'm home um this is a a a comedy special that's going to be put on by uh, comedian barry brewer um 
He's a Chicago native, but he uh, does a lot of shows within the Central Valley. Um, and he's just going to be talking about his experiences growing up um, as a black man within the slums of Chicago and traveling the world um, and his just life experiences. Uh, he's worked with Kevin Hart. He's worked with Gabriel Iglesias, like so many like different comedians. So he's a really great guy. Uh, the screening is going to be free. It's going to be from 6 to 8 p.m. in Peter's Business Room 191, also known as the Alice Peters uh, Auditorium. Um, and light refreshments will be provided. I don't know if it's going to be out by the time, you know, that happens. No, but. yeah, I'm hoping to get this out by uh, tonight, if not tomorrow morning. Yeah, so. so um, check this out. Yeah, and with the Dear Professor thing, I think that's so cool that mm-hmm. that got started. Like, I personally, well, maybe I did experience something like that, but not enough to, like, oh, man, like, I... Like, this professor can't be here anymore, you know what I mean? But it's crazy that some students have had that experience, and that's not okay. And so for you guys to, like, take charge and make that change and show proof of what's going Mm -hmm. on on campus, then that's so important. And I think it's really inspirational as to what you guys are working on. So thank you guys. It's like, you know, it's like, I just want to say, like, with you saying that your experience was not big enough, right, you know, for it to be reported or to be talked about, I absolutely do not believe in that, like, I'm very, very big, Fresno State, the NAACP, we're all very big, Fresno State should feel safe for Mm -hmm. all students, and there genuinely is a way for us to discuss in a dialogue that doesn't offend anyone, you know what I mean, like, it's one thing to be like, okay, I understand that this person miss like misspoke, right, Right. they're genuinely coming from a place of, um, you know, a lack of understanding, Mm -hmm. versus you're saying something that makes me feel singled out, mm-hmm. it makes me feel uncomfortable, and it makes me feel like I don't have a space in this classroom. You know, right. the, the things that make you shrink in your chair, mm-hmm. yeah. you should be able to talk about. So even with an experience like yours, I'm not sure what it was, share it. Write yeah. a letter to us so we can share it with Castro because all of that makes a difference. This is about holding our faculty and staff accountable on this campus, especially when you think about things such as like tenure, right? Mm, like, yeah. This is an important thing to talk about where we want to be able to change the conversation and let people know, like, we can't change it unless we talk about it. So let's talk. So let's talk. Yeah. Yeah, And that's what coming theater is about. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. Yeah. Thank you so much, Dion. I really appreciate you taking the time out of your day. I know it's hectic. It's towards the end of the run. And we really are rooting for you and i hope that this gave you a really good platform so people know more about you mm-hmm. um thank you and guys for deli- listening and the lazp yeah definitely um thank you guys for listening make sure to follow dion on instagram follow uh students for students um who else and NAACP. okay <laughs> only three okay um make sure oh, to f- oh, oh, oh fresno state bsu yeah definitely um, make sure to follow <laughs> at Comentiera Instagram. If you guys want to share anything with us, please let us know. Um, you could also send us an email. We've posted before about the Dear Professor on our Instagram page. We might post that again just to keep that um, the knowledge and that link open and accessible to everyone. So thank you guys for listening. Make sure to vote. It doesn't matter. Well, it matters who you vote for, but just make sure that that person that you vote for represents what you want mm-hmm. and will do a good job on it. Absolutely. So, yeah. Go out there, vote. When's voting? Tomorrow? Uh, yeah, it, it starts April 9th, which is tomorrow, Tuesday, and it ends on April 11th, which is Thursday, and polls close at 12 p.m. on Thursday. So every student that pays their student fees, right, you have to be sure to say that, um, will get their ballot emailed to them on the 9th, so on tomorrow morning. If you don't get your ballot by the end of the day, right, because there's 25,000 of us, so obviously it's, it's going to take a second. <laughs> but if you don't get your ballot um, by the end of the day or in what you feel is a timely manner, you can just go up to the U- to the ASI office um, and just let them know, hey, I haven't received my ballot, and I want to know why. Um, but there will be polling stations, I believe, on the first floor of the library. They keep changing the, the location. First, I was told in front of the Kindle bookstore, but now I'm being told first floor of the library, um, and there will be like snacks and stuff. So if you can just like, if you don't want to wait in the line, you want to just bring your phone and just show like, hey, I voted, then you'll get like, I think like a Rice Krispie treat and like uh, like a root beer or something that they have up there um, for free. So cool little incentive yeah. um, to participate. Thank you so much for coming on. Yeah, and, uh, thank you guys for listening. Yeah. We'll see you later. Talk to you later. <laughs> Bye. Bye.